Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. There's going to be random testing returning, by the way, in case you hadn't heard, to Canadian airports. And infectious diseases specialists wrote an op-ed for the Toronto Sun. As doctors, we say Canada's federal COVID-19 policies need to go. One of the doctors who uh, wrote that op-ed is Dr. Neil Rao, infectious diseases specialist, Halton Region in Ontario, assistant professor of medicine at the University of Toronto. And uh, Dr. Rao, good to have you back with us. How are you? Very good. Always glad to know that doctors are good. We need you healthy. Um, what are your thoughts Not on this random? Decision, by the way, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. What's that? Not happy with that decision, but that's another story. What about the random testing? No, not at all. I think it's sad. We, it's almost as if they didn't read our op-ed. <laughs> so, so tell us, please. What's? Um, I mean, as soon as I heard about random testing returning, I don't know. My back got a little stiffer. What's? Uh, what's your uh, response to that? Well, I think we get to the question of what is this testing going to achieve. And if the testing is a surveillance system to find out what's coming into the country, you can always test people at random in other ways when they're diagnosed uh, and do gene sequencing and look what the strains are and then look backwards and see if they've traveled. The idea that disease is imported by travelers is kind of antiquated. It's true at the beginning of COVID, travelers are the ones who introduced it to Canada, but after it started as a travel-related disease, it became a homegrown problem. So the travel piece became irrelevant after about the first 100 cases, say. So this idea of using returning travelers as a way of finding what's coming new is silly. And even looking at the history of some of these recent variants, like, like an Omicron, for example, by the time they announced Omicron in South Africa, we already had cases in Canada that we didn't even know were here. So by the time you start looking for a new variant, it's already here anyway. So this system of random testing is not going to stop the variants from coming in. We've heard this kind of mythical belief out of some of the government officials, uh, federal government officials. It won't stop them. It won't catch them. It won't stop them in their tracks. So unless we stop allowing people to travel, doing a New Zealand, we won't be able to stop it. Even New Zealand ultimately failed. Yeah, the the op-ed... The uh, headline is, as doctors, we say Canada's federal COVID-19 policies need to go. And you also question in the op-ed whether the Trudeau government is following the science as they claim to be consistently. Would you speak to that, please? Well, you know, again, some of the comments are that we're keeping people safe by doing this or that we are stopping the introduction of disease by saying this or that uh, by, by testing, we're finding new variants. And we all know that's not really the case. So it's, it, the problem is a lot of it seems to be almost on the level of virtue signaling. It's sort of like to show we're doing something, that we care, we're going to keep doing this. And I, also, no one really wants to admit that vaccination or not, you can still bring a variant in or be the spreader. And let's, let's be honest about it. The reason we give people a vaccine now is to give them the airbag if they hit the virus. It's not the collision prevention system. It's not going to stop you from facing the virus. And it's not going to stop you from spreading the virus. It's just going to protect you from going through the windshield if you face the virus. So I think after a while, the messaging, especially regarding vaccination, has to change. We even have an approach now to people who are unvaccinated to test them more than we would test those who are not, who are actually vaccinated, I should say. So we're treating them differentially still. There's no need to treat them differentially. Whether we agree with whether people should have gotten the vaccine or not, whether it was wrong not to be vaccinated, fine, it's a separate discussion. But 
punishing them and showing that we're going to treat them differently, putting them through a quarantine period. I think this is silly. This isn't following the science. This is just following some some political uh, uh, mantra. We also have the reality that our prime minister is triple vaccinated and now twice infected. I mean, that that opens a lot of discussion, doesn't it? Well, yeah. So really, again, the vaccine won't stop you from getting infected. Forget the transmission piece. Reinfections do happen, whether you've had the disease or whether you've been vaccinated. We have to accept that reality. This virus is here to stay. It evolves. It morphs itself and becomes something different within a few months. So having been infected a few months ago may not protect you from getting reinfected with the latest sub-variant of Omicron, the BA5 that everyone's talking about. And who knows what's around the corner when the ball shows up or this Indian one that we've been hearing about. So there's always going to be a new risk of reinfection. But this happens with other coronaviruses that have been circulating before COVID. It happens even with the flu, but not as quickly. You can have a version of the flu or of another coronavirus, and then a few months later or a year later, you get reinfected. So this heading for the idea of perpetual protection everlasting protection we should give up on that as well and i wish government messaging would be more honest about that as well a lot of places in the world have accepted it uh, the other real reality check here is a lot of countries have abandoned this idea of post-arrival testing whether people are vaccinated or not but we seem to be the strongest holdouts i think we're inspired by new zealand hmm. what about the uh, the need we're now told uh, by minister duclo that uh, there's going to be a need to uh, be repeat vaccinated every six to nine months. We'll never be out of this. We'll just have to be continually vaccinated. At some point, does that not become a message that is just unacceptable to most people? If if the word is need to, I would agree with you. If we're saying there's a subgroup of people who could benefit from revaccination for their own protection, that's a more reasonable message. I hope we have a new derivative of the vaccine that we're not... Uh, whipping the same horse over and over again. We've got to actually get a new vaccine, uh, either one that targets Omicron or that targets whatever else may follow, but something that, something that adapts to what's really happening. Because we're recycling the same vaccine with less and less benefit in terms of uh, effectiveness, in terms of stopping infection. For a small group of people, those third and fourth boosters, third or fourth doses, meaning the first or second boosters, they do seem to offer some benefit. So there's a small group that may benefit, but the idea of making it mandatory or the idea of taking a vaccine passport and making it expire unless you've got a dose in the last six or nine months, that is really questionable scientifically. And I think it's going to be the third rail of politics. I, th- okay, I think it's which... actually going to make people angry. I, I think it would not be a yeah. good idea. Yeah, I've heard some of that. Uh, natural immunity. In your op-ed, you point out that the government never addresses the issue of natural immunity. Where does natural immunity fit into this whole picture? So this is the elephant sitting in the room in, in Canadian government communicates, for sure. I think we forget about the fact that many of those so-called unvaccinated people now have actually seen the disease. So, example, near Humber Hospital, where I work, northwest Toronto, you have people who are living in the hot zone of covid who chose not to be vaccinated, if they've had the infection rather than being vaccinated and you analyze them a year later, they're at the same risk of reinfection, if not less, than somebody who got the vaccine at the same time, two doses of vaccine, and didn't see the virus. So that's the weird thing. We call these people the unvaccinated, but we really should be talking about people whether they're immune or not, be it through vaccination or be it through the actual infection. And so I find... This never gets discussed, and I think the idea people have in their minds is that if we talk about natural immunity, we're 
encouraging people to face the virus, not to get the vaccine, or that we're discouraging people from getting vaccinated. And I don't think they have to exist as two solitudes. I think you can talk about this uh, with a mature audience without misleading people or making them do dangerous things for themselves. Okay, one more question for you. How divisive is this issue still within the medical community in Canada? It's very divisive. I think it's very political, and I had never seen colleagues show their political stripes so much. I think it's a bit sad that people have become somewhat partisan, that if a right-of-center politician espouses a value, then it must be wrong if they're left-of-center in their mindset as as a physician. I've never seen that before in my career, but people will think something is Trumpian. Trump mentioned natural immunity, and, you know, not everything Trump said was right, but this was one thing he was right about, that natural immunity would be a big force in terms of blunting the impact of future waves. But no one's allowed to say it because Trump said it. And that's an example of the politics I see among some of the physicians. They think that if they are espousing the value of natural immunity, being as good as vaccine immunity, then they are actually sounding like Trump, and therefore they're right-wing. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 